Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Mind Body Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Michaels, and this is episode number 43. And it is February the 5th, 2019. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy you're here. I've got a beautiful conversation to share with you guys today with Kate Swedberg. Six years ago, Kate left behind an eating disorder. And she was immediately thrown headlong into really severe chronic pain. She also experienced fatigue and body-wide swelling. And her search for healing led to um, have her find out about Dr. John Sarno and the mind-body syndrome. And she began to recover her physical health through the emotional work. Kate is a full-time homeschool mom and military wife and previously worked as a massage therapist, personal trainer, and fitness instructor. She blogs about her healing journey at www.katekimbrell.com. That's K-A-T-E-K-I-M-B-R-E-L-L.com. And so, yeah, you can check her out there. And I'm so excited to have you kind of tune into her story today. One little bit that I would like to mention before the show, if you have a moment to send me your love in the form of a iTunes review, that would be wonderful and so much appreciated. I had a couple really beautiful ones come in this week. I don't have them up to read, but I've Whoever has sent in uh, reviews in this last week, they warmed my heart and soul. And so thank you so much for just showing me some love that way. It's really, really wonderful and it keeps me going. One thing I want to mention is that around the 16 minute mark of the interview, so that would be, I don't know, the 19 minute mark, you'll hear some piano in the background. (laughs) So in an effort for me to bring in more creative endeavors into my life, I've been playing more piano lately, and uh, the piano is right behind my desk that I podcast at, and I had it on, I was tinkering around a little bit before the interview, (laughs) and my cat decides to jump right up on the piano and walk across the keys during during the show. So so you will notice a little bit of that. And um, yeah, but aside from that, it's really a lovely conversation and I can't wait for you to hear it. So without further ado, we'll get into the show. Here is Kate Swedberg. So I'm here with Kate Swedberg. Kate, thank you so much for joining up with me to share your story. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited to hear all about it. And I know our journeys can be long and winding. So I just want you to begin wherever you would like with it. And so whenever you're ready. Um, well, so I guess I'll start with the big one from when I was I developed an eating disorder in my early 20s, Mm. and um, so in my early 20s, I had some stuff going on that was, um, I guess, for for me, it was traumatizing on the grand scale of things. It wouldn't necessarily be considered um, traumatic compared to what a lot of people have experienced, but... I've since come to learn that it just depends on the person, what's perceived as Mm -hmm. traumatizing. 
Um, and so that's when I developed my eating disorder. I just kind of shut down and that's how I dealt with things. And so I was, um, around 21 when I developed anorexia and I, um, I had that eating disorder for until my 30th birthday as when I, um, stopped the behaviors, but a lot of the time that I had the eating disorder, I didn't realize that I had an eating disorder mm. because, um, the first couple years I was very thin. And then after that, I evened out and I wasn't considered underweight and I didn't know, um, that you could, that you could have an eating disorder and not be underweight. Mm -hmm. So, um, so when I was 30, I kind of figured out what was going on. And I um, started recovery from the eating disorder. And as soon as I stopped those um, behaviors um, was when I, as I got thrown headfirst into just um, an enormous amount of pain. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't just pain either. I gained a massive amount of weight. I started swelling. Um, so I went through a period of time where I was gaining like 10 pounds a week. Wow. Of fluid. And I just gained and gained. So I went from um, a size two to a size probably 26 in um, probably not, a, probably around six months. Wow. And most of it was fluid. Yeah. It wow. was insane. And um, I developed my, um, my whole body just started hurting. Um, my feet hurt so bad I could, I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't stand for more than a few minutes and, um, and migraines and my, I mean, my body hurt everywhere mm. and, um, exhausted all of the time. And so, um, I mean, it was just, it was honestly, it was really scary and I had no idea what was happening. Um, and there's not a lot of literature out there on eating disorders or recovery from eating disorders. Right. Um, and so all I knew was um, that some of that was normal. It's normal to have a little swelling and inflammation as you heal, um, you know, from the damage that you incur during an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. um, but um, other than that, I didn't have any answers other than just time. Right. And just wait. And, and I visited, I, I mean, I, I looked for help. I visited and eating disorder specialists and, you know, different doctors and physical therapists. And I, there were no answers. Mm. Um, and so that went on for four and a half years. And I did a lot of, um, spiritual work and psychological work and everything like that in there. And I made a ton of progress, um, mentally. Yeah. Um, but the pain never went away. And sometimes it would get somewhat better and then it would get bad again. Mm -hmm. So four and a half years and I was still just super sick and had no idea what was going on. Um, so I was going to go in and see about getting a diagnosis for fibromyalgia, mm -hmm. which I'm sure I, I, I'd been kind of avoiding it because I kept thinking, well, I'm just going to get better. I just need more time. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point, I was like, well, I'm not going to get better. Right. So I'm going to. I'm going to, you know, try to get support at least. Um, but it was around that time that I um, 
I, w- I was t- took an online yoga class for chronic pain. And in that class, the teacher talked about John Sarno. Oh. Yeah. And she explained, and she was explaining how different parts of the body are connected with different emotions and stuff like that. And recommended just like thinking about something that you're angry about. Oh, so my at, when I was listening to the class, I was... Um, I was in a lot of pain. The right side of my body would always flare up and I would have like this excruciating nerve pain. Mm -hmm. So like the whole right side of my body would burn and I couldn't sleep because of it. And so I was listening to this class. And so I did what she recommended and thought about just some old circumstance that I thought wasn't bothering me anymore. But I was like, okay, well, the right side of my body is connected to this or whatever. Um, So I just spent some time. I thought about it and let myself just feel like angry about it Mm -hmm. and the pain went away (laughs) like within a few minutes and I went to sleep so it was it was really amazing yeah Um, so then I was hooked obviously (laughs) and started (laughs) started researching yeah um and learned about TMS and emotional repression Mm -hmm. and that's all it took um, for me, and I started to get better. I mean, it's been a, like a process, and I'm still working on stuff. But it right. was it was immediately um, brought me out of like such a depth of suffering that I was experiencing. So yeah, and so from that first moment where like all the pain went away, was it right back where it was the next morning? Like, how, how, what did your process look like, and how long did it take? Or how long has it been taking? Um, I can't remember, like, the next morning. But so my pain at that point was, you know, it was jumping around all the time. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, the right side of my body would burn or then I would have a migraine or then I would feel like I had the flu or then I would be so tired I couldn't get off the couch. You know, so it was a different, Mm -hmm. different thing every time. Um, So I can't really remember exactly um, what happened next. Mm -hmm. But... I, so I started watching Nicole Sachs YouTube videos, um, the next day, I think cure your, you can cure your pain. I can't remember, but there's, there's like pain. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, started watching those, um, read John Sarno and read Steve Ozanich. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure how you say his name. Mm -hmm. Um, but his book was amazing for me. It was just the knowledge of how all of that worked. Um, because I was really, I'd done a lot of work on like mindset and how your mind affects your body and meditation. I, I mean, I'd done a ton of that stuff and I'd made progress, but it wasn't until he, that little key of emotional repression, like feel your emotions. Yes. That was like the key that, that made it all just like click together. It was like the missing puzzle piece. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a very similar experience. And so when you first kind of that key clicked into place did you like did you necessarily know how to get in touch with your emotions how did that journey begin for you um yeah I guess it was a process and the first thing that I really did was I just started um if I was feeling a certain way uh, instead of trying like you know if I was feeling 
grumpy about the way the day was going or um, something like, you know, Mm -hmm. something minor instead of trying to talk myself out of it um, or change the way I felt, you know, by thinking, well, I have so much to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. I should just um, focus on that. I just I dropped all of that and I just let myself feel however I was feeling in the moment. I think that's the first thing that I did. And I really, when I started doing that, I had such a backlog of like, you know, emotions that I'd been holding down that I felt and acted probably pretty crazy for a while. You know, it wasn't like a nice, like calm process. It's still not. I'm I'm still learning how to like express myself, you know, well, in a mature way. Sure. Um, uh, So that was the first thing I did. And so, so I and, but the, and the thing that kept me going with that, even though I was acting and feeling, you know, a little out of control, was that my pain did start lessening mm. right away, you know, in small ways, but bit by bit, right. it got better and better. And so that's what, so I knew really quickly that that's what it was. Yeah. So yeah. now before, like you had mentioned, you were doing the spiritual work, did you find that doing that work kind of made you want to avoid those more negative emotions, like by focusing on the positive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was kind of like, um, it was good and bad at the same time because mentally and spiritually I made, I mean, I made amazing progress and had amazing things happen to me. And I forget, I think I went into the emotional part of it. I'd already done a lot of work on forgiveness of people in my past and let go of a lot of things in my past, Mm -hmm. but I, I was still, um, repressing day to day, um, stuff and past stuff too. But it was, for me, it was a lot of day to day, um, how I was reacting in the moment. Do you have kids? I do. I have two. Okay. How old are they now? They are nine and seven. Okay. So when you were going through this, they were real little, huh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It started. So, I mean, well, I had the eating disorder Mm -hmm. long before I ever had them. And then I got sick with the pain um, when they were three and a half and one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think motherhood had a big impact on symptoms kind of getting to that level when they did? Yeah, I think. I think probably so. I mean, um, you know, even when I, when I got pregnant, um, with my first, I, I got really sick when I was pregnant even. And now I think that that was TMS sure. as well, but I, I had hyperemesis and, oh, wow. um, you know, couldn't eat and all of that stuff. And I think that was TMS looking back, but I think, um, motherhood. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot in, and it, um, it also, I think for me, it made it so I didn't have so much control over things anymore. You know, right. like I couldn't control my, the way my day went and control, you know, when I exercise and, you know, all all those little things. And so that brought, yeah, it right. brought stuff up faster, I think. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember, um, like, while you were just kind of going through the, the thick of the eating disorder... Do you remember being in touch with your emotions at that time? Or was that like kind of your way of keeping them? No, that, that was how I numbed my emotions. I actually, I remember very specifically for, 
because it was almost a decade. It was it was nine years mm-hmm. that I had the eating disorder, and I remember being, especially towards the end of it, um, being so confused about. I felt like I'd just become a different person, and I didn't have the same. I couldn't. I felt like I was fro- frozen almost mm-hmm. in time, and like I didn't process any any emotions or any events. I just stayed numb the whole time, and I was so confused. Yeah. As to as to why. I felt like that, you know, right. and then after I learned about eating disorders, then it made sense. Right. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Was it difficult to stop that behavior or was it kind of just like an overnight decision that you kind of were able to follow it was, through? It was not, it was not hard to um, decide to stop mm-hmm. because I think I was really ready by the time I realized what was going on, but it was hard to put it into action, you know, in the long term. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have um, support for that, like both family and doctors, or did you kind of go it alone? No, no. I kind of I had to go it alone. My husband and um, uh, my sisters mm. were supportive, but as far as um, any type of professional support, it was really hard to find. Yeah, because you know I was older. I, I was thirty, and there's just not a lot of help for people that age. And also, I was. I was not underweight. Mm. Um, and so it just becomes hard to, um, yeah, it was hard for me to find any help. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that experience too, with my eating disorder. It was like, at first you lost a bunch and then you even out and you Mm -hmm. almost feel like you're a failure at eating disorders. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what's wrong with me that I can't get to this like skinny level that I want to, um, you know, so, um, it's interesting how we self judge even in our pain and our struggles. And, um, so then when you started doing like the emotional work, I know you said just kind of letting yourself be grumpy. Um, what other tools did you use to help yourself through? Okay. Well, I used, um, I used the journaling, like the journal speak that mm-hmm. Nicole Sachs teaches. Mm-hmm. I did that. I know I've never done that as consistently as you're really supposed to, but, but I do use it. And then the other thing, um, that has been, I think maybe the most, helpful for me is, um, I'm not really sure what you would call it, but, but when I, but letting myself feel my emotions, like as a physical sensation in my body. Right. So like the somatic, somatic work. mm -hmm. Yeah. So like if if I'm having, you know, anxiety and I would, um, just sit there and let myself feel it as a physical sensation. And, and in the first few months, I actually like, um, I was having a lot of issues with anxiety and fear and I, um, would sit with it the same, the, the same emotion and the fear for, I think I probably, it was probably like six weeks or something of letting oh, myself wow. feel this over and over. And then, and then it eventually kind of transformed and I've had less issues with anxiety than ever in my, you know, adult life since then. Yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. And I think people kind of go to these treatment strategies and they think to themselves, if it doesn't work right away, then it's not working, you know, but to sit with one emotion for six weeks or however long that one took, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's, you're building this muscle that 
yeah, you know, yeah. kind of develops over time. So, yeah. Yeah. And it can just take some time because th- those, you know, it's been that emotion has been lodged there for for however long, you know, that I was refusing to to just be present to it. And so. Right. It took it took time. Yes, absolutely. And so um, so that was the thing that helped you the most, the somatic kind of experiencing. Did you learn that from anyone in particular? Was it more of like a. Well, there is there is a book by um, you're probably familiar with um, David Hawkins. Oh, yes. And he has a book called um, Letting Go. Yes. And that is the book um, that I think I really learned that from. Yeah. That's amazing. You know, I read that book before Sarno and it was interesting because I had chronic pain while I was listening to that book and it was not like I couldn't tangibly think of how to let go. It was like a just surrender, just let go. And I was like, but, <laughs> right. but a how? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but over time, like as I listened to the book and as I got, um, you know, as, and as I discovered TMS work, it became more evident, you know, as to how to do that. Um, did you ever read his book, Healing and Recovery? I, I think I've read part of it. Yeah. I don't think I, and it's been a while and it was before I learned about TMS. Yes. Um, so it may not have stuck with me the way that his other ones have. Yeah. One of the, the pieces in that book, um, that I found most helpful was he had this like four-step process for getting out of pain. And the first step was to remove all labels of the pain. And so um, I think that's so important. And granted, TMS or mind-body syndrome is a label, but it's a label that has more hope attached to it than, say, Mm -hmm. fibromyalgia or, you know, whatever else you're dealing with. So what were were some of the diagnoses that you were given over the years? Um, Well, I... Honestly, I stayed away from diagnosis as much as I could just because I didn't want to go down the road of medication. Right. Um, because I, I always felt like, no, I'm going to get better. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, label. <laughs> I'm not going to label it. Yes. Um, and so I didn't have, um, you know, I had a diagnosis for chronic migraines, um, and then the other stuff, I was just kind of chalking it up to eating disorder recovery and hoping it would go away. But I'm sure I, I mean, I met the criteria for chronic fatigue and I more than met the criteria for fibromyalgia. Um, and I was, and I was worried um, that I had an autoimmune disease um, and I, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to look into right, it. Right, right. <laughs> I was avoiding it. Yes. So, so now, like, looking back, I can kind of like, oh, man, I kind of wish I'd gotten an official <laughs> diagnosis so I could be like, see, I have, a, I had a diagnosis and right, now I'm better. <laughs> right. I know. I, I was the same exact way with my journey. I was, as an acupuncturist, I was a little mm-hmm. bit anti-doctor, and mm-hmm. I would see patients come into my office who would be like kind of okay one week with their pain and then they would get an MRI and they would just spiral downward. And so I saw the effect that it had to Mm -hmm. get imaging done or get the diagnoses. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I avoided that at all costs myself. So, um, and fibromyalgia 
diagnoses are just like they hit your pressure points and yes they're all tender <laughs> you know like, right I think right. I think most people could probably get diagnosed with fibro right. if they really <laughs> right. wanted to yeah it's such a catch-all term yeah you know and I knew that and I knew that there wasn't any you know effective treatment for it right. really and so I I just kind of kept pushing it off but then I finally decided well I'm going to go get a diagnosis because at least then maybe I'll be able to get some sort of support or um, you know, maybe they'll, my insurance will pay for a sure. sauna or something, sure. you know, things to help manage it. Right. So, so nowadays, um, how is your life kind of different now than it was say two years ago? Oh my gosh. It's completely different. Yeah. I mean, so like before I started learning about TMS, I was so, I mean, I was in so much pain that most nights I was having to take um, ibuprofen Mm -hmm. just to be able to get through the night and sleep. Um, I couldn't go, like, to go grocery shopping was a huge feat for me. Like, it it would mean, uh, it it was so painful. And then I would have to spend the rest of the day on the couch recuperating. I couldn't, uh, you know, walking my kids to the park was a huge deal. I had migraines all the time. Um, well, probably I, I started getting migraines when I was 24 and I would get them every one to three weeks, just depending on my phase of life. And they were excruciating migraines, you know, where I'd be completely incapacitated for two days at a time. Yeah. Um, oh, and then also I was so swollen and so heavy. I mean, so much heavier than what, my natural weight is meant to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also started spontaneously losing weight. I don't know how much I've lost, but a significant amount. Wow. Um, and the swelling started to go away. It's still drain. It's still draining. Like every couple of weeks I noticed like, Oh, I can like, I, so for example, here's an example of how extreme it was. I, um, last January. So this is what I'd been, um, doing the TMS work for probably like three months solid, I was driving and I noticed I could feel, um, part of my bone in my forearm, like in my wrist area. I hadn't been able to feel any of those bones for five years. And then there was a little patch. I was like, Oh, I can feel a piece of my wrist. And so now I can feel the entire area. I can feel all of it. So that's how, how extreme it was. And that was with no diet or exercise change up? No, wow. no, nothing. I didn't consciously change anything. I mean, cause I, cause I, you know, in the eating disorder recovery, I learned to eat intuitively and follow my body's cues and stuff. And so I just kept doing that. Yeah. Wow. That's so amazing. So what's your perspective? Like now that you have the TMS lens on everything, what's your perspective on like excess weight in general? Like what do you think it, on a spiritual level that it, it means? Um, yeah, I've actually, I've been thinking about that a lot lately and I definitely have, I'm definitely an advocate of health at every size because I see that a lot of people are meant to be at a higher weight and our society just has you know, such a push for people to be, uh, you know, smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, for me, it was definitely an emotional, it was definitely emotional repression. And I think I see that with a lot of people. I mm-hmm. think it's, it's, um, 
pretty obvious. You can see um, what, well, yeah, in my situation, it was pretty obvious. And I also think that's, it's because my brain knew that that would be the absolute most distracting thing that it could do yeah. for me, yeah. you know? And something else interesting is, um, you know, like in the eating disorder community and people that I've been in touch with over the years, um, reco- recovering alongside me in the, you know, virtual online world mm-hmm. is so many people relapse and a lot of people relapse over and over again. And I never relapse. And now looking back, I think that's because it's almost like it was a weird sort of blessing in disguise, like the weight gain. It gave me another distraction mm. so so that I didn't need the eating disorder distraction on the same level. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like it just became it was such a big distraction and the pain was such a big distraction mm-hmm. that I could just switch it over to that instead of relapsing over and over. Yeah. So what do you think were like the biggest, I know, you know, Kenneth Sarno always talks about how you don't have to change your personality to heal. Did you find that you had to shift like how you treated yourself or anything else in your personality? Yeah. Um, and a lot of that, some of that I had done in, in, um, eating disorder recovery mm-hmm. because I had, I had to, um, learn to assert myself and like trust myself Yeah, a lot more. Um, and then with the TMS work, um, it was, yeah, I had to learn to honor myself more. Yeah. Honor what my, um, wants and needs are and to not, um, it's definitely been a process of learning to not judge myself yeah. so much or not to judge what, what my needs are. Yeah. Yeah. So when you like, do you have symptom rich days here and there nowadays? Mm hmm. Um, it's never as bad as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes once in a while I'll start to get a migraine. And I can usually get rid of my migraines um, with somatic tracking um, where I just um, watch the pain. Yep. And I'll just do that over and over again. And I can usually get rid of them or at least um, keep them from getting bad. Right. Um, but I did get a really bad migraine in the fall, like in October, and I couldn't do anything about it. And it was the first time it happened for for probably 10 months. And I was kind of surprised. Yeah. Yeah. What was your like inner dialogue while it was happening? Um, well, I mean, at first it was definitely frust- frustration sure. <laughs> that I couldn't, you know, talk it down. Um, and then I got to, to a point where I just kind of surrendered to it and wrote it out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, but uh, it was a little confusing though, cause I'd gotten so used to being able to do a little bit of something at least, yeah. you know, to, from getting bad, but it's just like it, it overtook me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you kinder to yourself now when like, if, and when that happens? Yes. Yeah. 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 Do you, um, yeah. do you notice like one thing I've noticed in the, 
community at large is that we tend to really judge ourselves when we find ourselves in pain again after we've you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. recovered or figured it out. And yeah. so I think a big piece is just that compassion for self when it, yeah. when pain does come around again, because sometimes it will, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've had to, um, I'm still kind of figuring this one out and coming to terms with it too, but, um, come to terms with just the, the fact that I, well, I'm just, I'm highly sensitive mm. and, and I don't know if I'll always be like that. And I, and I probably always have been like that something, but so I just, things that don't bother other people, they bother me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'm, I'm trying to learn to, um, just be okay with that, you know, like, and, and acknowledge what my boundaries are. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I feel like I, I definitely still have to, I take it like my lifestyle is much more, relaxed and slow paced than a lot of people's probably mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And I just, but for now I'm just, I just accept that I'm not trying to change it. You know, Yeah. Um, I figure it'll change on its own if it does, or else that's just the way that I am and, mm-hmm. and just be okay with it. Yeah. And so, yeah. so what things are most triggering for you? Like what are you most sensitive to? Um, crowds of people mm. are, are hard for me. I'm just like being out like shopping and doing a lot of social events. I, and it's not that I don't like to be social. Um, it's just, I require less of it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, you know, um, so yeah, so that type of stuff. Yeah. Social stuff. People. Yeah. Yeah. Being around a lot of people is yeah. hard for me. Do you pick up on other people's energy and like, can you feel other yeah. people's pain and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah. Big time. And so that's kind of something that I'm trying to figure out, you know, how to work with mm. and, and yeah. deal with, I guess. Yeah. For a while there before this knowledge, were you kind of afraid to be around other people? Like, did it seem more dangerous than it does now? Yeah, it was, um, it would trigger pain for me. Yeah. Def- and I don't know if I was conscious of it, but, um, or as aware of it as I am now. So now it doesn't trigger pain or if it does, I'm aware that that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, but it definitely, like I take time, I have to take time afterwards to re- calibrate yes like integrate integrate the experience Mm -hmm. yeah yeah have your kids noticed a shift in you um (laughs) I don't know yeah that's a good question yeah I think it was gradual for them they they have mentioned a couple of times like my son was talking the other day my seven-year-old about how he remembers I used to I'll have to go to bed Mm. and he'd have to leave me alone for a long time and that I don't do that anymore. So yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. I've noticed things like that. And has it changed the way that you interact with them as far as like sitting with, with them when they have a temper tantrum or just kind of, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, um, yeah. Helped me to acknowledge, um, you know, that it's important for them to have all of their feelings. Yeah. That's so huge. That I don't have to, I don't have to stop, stop that. So, yeah. 
It's so beautiful. Like we're all raising a generation of, of emotionally aware kids. Like, and so I can't imagine, I'm excited to see what a shift that brings in the years to come. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And so, um, like if someone came to you and they were really in a bad place pain wise, what would be your message to them? I think, um, just to let them know how important and how okay it is and how safe it is to feel however you're feeling. Yeah. And that you don't have to try to change it. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. It's simple. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I think, you know, people get stuck sometimes when they when they say are frustrated, you know, and they're like, I shouldn't be frustrated. Or if they're fearful of their pain itself, and then they judge themselves for being fearful and thinking that the fear is what's Mm -hmm. keeping it there when it's like, no, the fear just wants your attention. Like it wants to be invited in and loved and, you know, and it's like, we all deserve to just let ourselves even judge or hate or whatever it is like whatever's coming up for you is coming up to be loved so yeah yeah yeah. and it's so simple but it's it's a it's a huge shift and it can be and it can be hard to make because we just don't hear that very often you know we don't hear about it right right (laughs) yeah it's the dawn of a new paradigm I think when it comes to just just being okay with being a human you know yeah so, so what are some of your like book recommendations, not necessarily TMS books, but I know like just based off what I know of you so far, you probably have a beautiful collection. So what are your favorites? <laughs> well, okay. Obviously John Sarno and then <laughs> <laughs> Steve Ozanich he was a huge help for me. His book, I, I don't know, something about his book just really clicked with me. Yeah. Uh, the Great Pain Deception. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love how much information he has. Yeah, it was quite a um, lot, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so his book was really, that was kind of like the the most helpful book, I think, that I've read this whole process yeah. for whatever reason. I don't know. It just made it click mm-hmm. for me. And then I also love Nicole Sachs' book and... Um, David Hawkins was yeah. really helpful. Yeah. Also, yeah. So one thing I'm like kind of sensing that you didn't have during this process was a lot of doubt. Is that true? That is true, and I think that's because of all the work that I did recovering from the eating disorder. Yes. Um I had done so much um spiritual and mental study um and was used to meditating um and prayer and you know I knew all about the science of how of the brain and the body and how they work together and Mm -hmm. you know how you can change things with your thoughts and so for me it was really the just the John Sarno's work was just the the thing that brought all of that together for me because it wasn't working for me before like on a physical level I wasn't getting better I was still in pain and so when I learned that one more 
key. It was like, oh, okay, now all of that makes yeah. sense. Like now it's all working yes. and it didn't before. Yes. So yeah, so I didn't have a lot of doubt and I think it's because of where I had already been yes. in my journey. Yes. Yeah. I think about that a lot. Like my, that's exactly my story where I did probably 15 years of Wayne Dyer and David Hawkins and Louise Hay and all of that. Like I was, I was into it. I was into the biology of belief and like all of that, but I still hurt. Joe Dispenza. Yes. yes. (laughs) All of it. I loved him and I still love him, but it did not work for me until this one, you know, emotions. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, and, and I think all of those teachers did say some of that to a certain degree, but somehow mm-hmm. just the way Sarno presented it and the way Steve yeah. presents it, it was just like, yeah. Oh, like it's real. It's right. not just like airy fairy, right. like pie in the sky, kind of new age right. spirituality. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it was all just kind of like, yeah, the way that I think every, yeah, like you said, I think everybody else mentions it. Yes. But for some reason, it never clicked with me until, yeah. 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 Cool. Oh, well, I feel like you're like a soul sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, very cool to hear your journey. Um, any last words for everybody before we wrap up? Oh, I guess not. No. <laughs> I yeah. can't think of anything. Yeah, we kind of tied it all together. So I just want to thank you so much for being vulnerable and being willing to share your story. And, um, yeah, I know you mentioned you have a blog. Um, is that something that you want to share with our audience? Oh, sure. It's, um, it's still kind of a work in progress, but I do have some stuff up. Okay. Um, and so should I say it? You can say, yeah, you can say it and then I'll, (laughs) I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Okay. So it's katekimbrell.com. So, Kimbrell is K-I-M-B-R-E-L-L. Awesome. And that's more like a blog of your personal journey? Yeah. 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 Just kind of where I'm writing stuff as I think of it. So it's got, um, I have a few pieces on eating disorders and then most of it is, you know, talking about TMS and how I've healed and yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I just yeah. can't thank you enough for taking the time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, we'll, we'll see you around in the groups and such. Okay. <laughs> okay. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.